Welcome back to the I'm in Control podcast. We're going to do episode five today. This is the Charity E. I am June Speak. I am Janae. And I'm Misha. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, a hot topic that has been going on for, I mean, honestly, hundreds of years. But as of recent, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, the topic of, we're going to say, being black in America. Right. Right. I mean... Any other, like, being black, racist, prejudice? All of that. Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm glad you put some input in there, Kamisha. Blackish. So, what do you think racism is? Like, your own definition. My own definition of racism is just basically people not liking you for who you are, your skin color. You know? Okay. Foolishness. June speaks. Of racism? Yeah, what do you think racism is just like if you had to it well it's the same. It's just people we we have been I think when people weaponize you by the color of your skin. Okay. 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 So what is the actual definition? Janae, do you have it? Yeah. The actual def- definition of racism is um uh, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Right. See, I think y'all missed that part in y'all's explanation. Yeah. So oh, they say black people can't be racist. Well, I've heard that minorities in general can't be racist. Right. right. You don't, right. I mean, I. I know, I think sometimes we can think we're superior, but we don't. I don't see a lot of us thinking we're superior over other people. No. Not I like, see a lot of, I see arrogance, okay. but I don't see superior over people. That's something totally different. I want to say, I agree with mom, but I want to say that like, I, I wouldn't call it arrogance, but it's more like I'm black and I'm proud. We're right. Like, we're extremely proud, but we're not like, oh, we're black, we're better than you. So I don't think that. What about being prejudiced then? Can black people be prejudiced? Yes, yes. Oh, thousand percent. Yes. So what's the difference between racism or being a racist and being prejudiced? Well, because prejudice is not just about race. Prejudice is about sexuality, religion, um, a whole bunch of different things. Like, like not liking something, it's not just, a person. But you know prejudice, what I mean? like, it's just prejudging. Yes. The root word. It's yes. just prejudging a thing. Yes. They look the, like this. Do we have the definition or just so we're correct? But that's our take on it is that's what it is. Yeah, the prejudice says is it's a preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. So everybody is prejudiced. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has to Everybody is prejudiced, but, but not everybody is racist. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I guess what would be, we'll start with Kamisha. What's the the one time that sticks out to you when you feel like that you lived through, you know, discrimination or a racist encounter, I guess? Um, was in, well, I was in the fifth grade, and um, I don't know if I should say his name or not, but... Don't, don't no, say his we don't, name. Okay. Don't say name. <laughs> it, it was a teacher, and his name sticks out to me, and I'm many, many years older, and I can still remember him. Um, but it was a teacher in the fifth grade um, at Flyer Mount Elementary, just so you guys will know. We grew up in Flyer Mount, Texas, which is predominantly white to this day in 2020. But this was in the, um, the 80s. And I was in the fifth grade, and we were doing a book report. And he let the entire class choose who they wanted to do their book report on because we had to choose a person. 
Mind you, this was not in Black History Month. This was a random time in the year. I remember it like yesterday. And he pulled me aside. Actually, he made me come to the front of the class and told everybody in front of the class. This is why I was embarrassed. Was, well, you have to do yours on John Wiley Price. Mind you, I'm in the fifth grade. I didn't know who John Wiley Price was. Mm -hmm. I don't think I needed to know what he was either. I was in the fifth grade. So I was like, what? And he said, you need to do this for your people. And he basically compared me, long story short, he compared my personality, my temperament to the likes of John Riley Price. Like, well, the way you act, you know, you need to do yours on him. So I go home, I'm calling my mom and dad, and of course my mom got extremely irate, and he said that I have to do mine on this particular person. So she then had to school me on who John Riley Price was, which was, is a politician here in Dallas, Texas. Right. And so... I didn't know who he was. Like, well, why do I have to do mine on his? And so, of course, she went to the school, read him his rights, and the principal, and, you know, whatever, whatever. The but that's, rest is history. I was, yeah, but I had to find out who John Wiley Price was in a very negative manner because the way he brought it to me was in a negative manner. And then, you know, pointed me out being the only black student in not only that class, but the entire fifth grade class at Fire Mount Elementary that I had to do mine on his. Right. And, you know, and the response was when I did confront because you – you got to confront racism. You cannot be silent. Silence equals approval. So um, it means that you're accepting that behavior. So you have to speak out. And we cannot be silent anymore. So when I confronted the principal, the teacher, uh, he was apologetic. And his statement was, I don't know how to teach black students. And I said, <laughs> how about teaching just students? Exactly. Huh. So, again, just by the color of her skin, everybody else gets a choice, mm -hmm. but we decided that the black child had, can only speak about a black person. Yeah. So his was prejudice and racist. Yeah. Basically. Oh, well, you remember it. So. And I remember it because I, I had to come home and I was like, why do I have to do my book report on him? Yeah. And I could see if he even said Oprah, somebody like a woman of power or something. I mean, I knew Oprah because mom watched him every day, watched her every day at three o'clock or whatever. But John Wally Price. And then at the time, it was a bunch of no justice. You no know what I mean? It was like yeah. no, it was justice, no justice, no, no peace. peace. Right. And I was like, I'm just a little girl in school. What am I, what am I doing that's so, you know... Yeah. So I remember that. I remember going home crying. I was like, why, you know, why do they get to choose who they want to do their on Princess Die and I got to do... <laughs> Janae, what about you? you know, I actually have... Y'all tell me what y'all think. So I have this thing where I don't go by nicknames, especially at work, okay? Mm -hmm. So at work, I go by my government name. Okay. So I have... I, my office is predominantly white. <clears throat> so... One of the ladies there was like, we like to give nicknames to all of our friends, you know? And so she was like, we're going to call you Chardonnay. And what? I said, oh, "Wow!" I said, no, you're going to call me Shantae mm -hmm. because that's my government name. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, I like Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Chardonnay. And I said, you will be calling me Chardonnay, but I will not answer to Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. And I said, to me, it sounds like a stripper, and I don't yeah. know why you're using that. That's not even like a shortened name. Yeah, you're like no, she but your why, name longer. It was almost like Chardonnay, Shanaynay, yeah, that oh. along those lines. Because when they did it, it was Chardonnay. Yeah, with with basically oh. you know, attitude, their mannerisms. Yeah. We think it's cute, and I said, but you're gonna call me Shantae. So she ended up later apologizing. She's like, no, I had this black friend and. I'm not your black friend. Right. So your black friend may have known you better, but 
I don't know you in that way. But even if you need to call me by my name, mm. can I can I interject real quick? And correct them every single time, and that's on period. My full name is Kamisha. I choose to go by Misha because my friends gave me that name, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But if you really know me, you call me Kamisha. Right. You know, but if you have a different name, a quote unquote big name, correct them every time. People get my name wrong all the time and it's not even hard. Charity. Yeah. Charity. You donate to me. Exactly. I, that's how I have to explain to people. <laughs> it's They'll be like, Cherry? Jerry? No. Uh, whatever. Sometimes I say whatever because I really don't. I don't care. But... Uh, June, what you got? Gosh, uh, lots. But honestly, I went to school with uh, white people. I chose to do that because I wanted to see what all race is, particularly the white. That's why you went? Yeah. Because everybody else went to South Oak Cliff. Everybody else went to South Oak Cliff Sock, but I am a Carter Cowboy. Okay, Mom. Carter Cowboy. And Carter at the time was predominantly white. Way, way, way back in the day. We We weren't born yet. We had... yeah, we, we had a lot of great things at Carter High School. But I have to say, when I was going through high school, I did not experience any racism in high school. Uh, I just remember traveling when I travel as a speaker, and I was with a group of, of uh, colleagues, and we were in, I believe we were in Seattle. And the waiter refused to serve me for whatever reason. The waiter just refused to serve me. And so my colleagues literally had to speak up as it relates to, he just overlooked me. He wouldn't even take my order. I don't know what that was all about. So that was one incident. And then when we moved to Holland Village, you guys were young. And Mark, my husband, was just walking, you know, just taking a normal stroll through that beautiful little community. And the police actually stopped him and asked him where did he live, and then he had to prove where he lived with his driver's license. That's ridiculous. And we had a whole house out there. <laughs> a whole house. So then, like, well, then what? Like, what was the As purpose? long as he could prove it, because the, a black man walking in Howland Village, it's like, well, what are you doing over here? As yeah. though, mm. it's kind of like, you can live in the same community, but they're thinking, oh, well, they must be a drug dealer. Right. Oh, okay, well, they must be on government assistance, and they have some type of, uh, coupon or yeah. whatever it is voucher. a voucher voucher or you know they they have to be doing something illegal they could not be living in this community so those types of isms we've had to experience and then you know just people just totally just overlooking you or even particularly in restaurants y'all know I get a little I get a little hot sometimes in restaurants. all the time Ooh, child. <laughs> she's the black parent literally <laughs> no because I just watch customer service and you can see how white people are treated in some restaurants mm-hmm. along with our customer service mm-hmm. that is given to us as people of color. Well, that's so also, it's a lot. That's also because they assume that we're not going to tip to. I think that has something to Prejudice. do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, oh, I'm not going to treat them mm-hmm. you know, good because I'm not going to get a tip anyway. It's so. just little bitty things that I don't think that I don't necessarily think all the time people know that they're doing it right. because it's racism is a matter of the heart. It's not prejudice is something totally it's opinionated. Racism is a matter of a heart. I will give one and this will be just one last one. My friend Mal mm-hmm. just did a Facebook live mm-hmm. just yesterday and she was just she was mortified because a 2-year-old saw her coming down the aisle in a store. She the 2-year-old was with her mom a little white girl, 
And she, when she saw Mel, she threw her hands up and says, Mommy, we got to run. We got to run. Because she saw Mel. And Mel was just, she just, she was crying. And the mom was apologetic. But where did a two-year-old get mm -hmm. that there is a black person who just came in front of me and now we have to run From again. The mom, the mom. Definitely, definitely a learned behavior. Yeah, yeah. because we're, we're being weaponized. Yeah. Be, you know, Dr. King says he wished for a day that his children could grow up in a country that they would be judged by the, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Well, they don't get to see our character. They don't see our men's character. They weaponize us first. If you got a young man walking down the street with a hoodie on or he's black and he has on a sweatshirt, he don't have anybody with him, the first thing they do, oh, we thought he had a gun. Right. Oh, we thought he was going to rape her. Oh, we thought he was going to grab my or purse. Or he fit the description. He fit the description. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong person. After they're dead, after they've done something inappropriate, we're talking about what's going on now, the protest, after all those things happen. Mm -hmm. So this has been going on long enough. And I'm so glad for the pandemic that uncovered the racism in America. I think it was uncovered way before that. But uh, it definitely before, was. Before we get into my story, you said that people automatically think of black people as being threatening. I think that's more for males. And I feel like fem or women, um, it's more of we're over-sexualized. Do y'all agree or disagree? Really? I mean, I, I could see that, but I thought you were going to say angry well that too well, but i think like i don't know they see young girls and they just think that they're older you, you don't notice oh, that oh yes i understand what you're saying like yeah. it she could be 15 and they'll yes. be like oh she looks good for 21 like that's creepy and weird mm -hmm. yeah and uncomfortable um okay so my story i'm gonna talk about when i wanted to get a wallet so i went in the louis vuitton store okay and I knew exactly which one I wanted. And I asked the lady and I described it perfectly. And she was like, oh, we don't have that. And I was like, that's weird because it's right here on the website. Right. And so she takes me over to like the little keychain, oh. um, like pouches, you know what I'm talking yes. about? That people were the wearing on their right. belts that everybody right. was wearing. I said, that's not what I asked for. And she was like, oh, you want this other one? So she was what assuming did I say? that, that I couldn't afford, afford right. what I was asking for. And I was like, ah, uh, never mind. So I just went to Neiman Marcus and bought it. Yeah, you're not getting this I was with you. <laughs> yeah. I was with you that day. Kamisha, do you remember when we were in a certain department store and we came from a wedding and Kamisha had on this necklace? I had a pearl necklace on. She had a pearl necklace on and I was shopping for earrings and different things. So I bought, I purchased my earrings and the white store clerk looked at me and said, you want to purchase the necklace that's around her neck? And I looked at her and I said, but that's her necklace. Right. We came in with the necklace. Now I have to defend. Right. We came in with the necklace on. She said, security. security. She picked up the phone and said, theft in progress. Oh. Um, uh, can I finish the story, actually? Because I, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Okay. They actually put, they detained me away from my mother and put me, like, back in the day. Yes. In the, in, and this is the very, still very popular department store it is still around it is still there wow. how was that legal let me hold on they put me in i don't know if mom remembers this part i think she was dealing with the cops but they put me in an office in this department store and questioned me and literally like mom is like run the cameras and i want to say this was and it wasn't a wedding mom it was my grandmother's funeral it was madia's funeral we had left that funeral so that's why i was dressed with pantyhose a dress on 
Mom was buying other jewelry, so I was dressed with the pearls on right. that Mom had bought me. This was actually the same year, because I remember this was the same year that my teacher did that to me. So it was a whole lot going on. Oh, wow. This is the same year, I remember. And so they were questioning me, and Mom was like, run the cameras, and they saw that we had walked in with the pearl earrings on and the pearl necklace on. And other things happened after that, but just, no. Well, what I <laughs> did, I had to call my girlfriend, Phyllis, because Phyllis was with me when I purchased the pearls for Kamisha. But you shouldn't even have to do all that. Exactly. exactly. But, but, but we're in, they're, they're we're in Louisville. They're interrogating us. And so they, I said, you call I said you call my girlfriend. You call my girlfriend, Phyllis. This is the number. She answered the phone. And I say, hey, Phil, can you tell me, do you remember when we got the necklace for Kamisha? She said, yeah, the pearls. We got out of Macy's. There was no and that text was or and that was that oh, yeah. we didn't have a cell phone, no we didn't have phone anything. No cell and phones. so the guy just turned bleak red and just was so apologetic. But that's okay. That got they got sued. They got sued for sure. We'll just say it like that. They got sued. They got sued. Oh, great. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Well, I mean, all of these experiences, I feel like I mean Kamisha's was a long time ago. Uh, that story was yeah. a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Right. Yours was Probably what ten years oh, ago? Yeah, well, and then in high school, way before. Anyways, I'm saying this has happened over a long period of time. Right. Right. So why is this racism still occurring in 2020? In 2020? Right. But I feel like racism is a isn't a black people problem. Meaning, like we are. What my main question is: Why are they mad at us? What What did we do? Tell us what we did for you to have so much hostility and hate. Go talk to your ancestors who brought our ancestors over here against our, wi- our will. Yeah. And then we had to deal with atrocities for over 400 years. You're saying they are mad at us. Who were like, what do you mean? Um, non-blacks. No, not, not non-blacks. These are white people. white people. I was trying to. Be no, we're not going to be politically correct. <laughs> yeah. These are white people. Mm-hmm. The racism that black people are experiencing now for the most are coming from white people. Mm-hmm. And so I think the thing is, what is the hostility? I'll, 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 I'll say this. this I, again, this is a, these are my thoughts or for them. Right. But I do feel like um, it's like subtle things, like that even as women, we all go through. Let's say we're in CVS or Target, and you've noticed like a white woman kind of grab her purse or grab her wallet. It's just like subtle things. Now they're being more vocal. That's why they're called Karen and Ken. But it's subtle, like that up and look, you know, look you up and down. But, but the question is, the question, why? Yeah, because they automatically think, oh, they're gonna steal, oh, yeah, they're gonna, yeah. you know, take from me, oh, they're gonna, you know, I don't know, even me, like you know, like Charity. What's that saying, mean? Even no, me. What I'm just saying, even okay. What I'm saying is, Charity just posed a question. Do you guys feel like it's towards like really black women were over sexualized? I think it's more like the angry black woman. But I do feel like white women treat black women a certain way. You don't really get it as much from white men but white women will look at you like i think it's the narrative that they have been that they have been taught just in general too like for whatever reason a uh, a lot of white people uh, who are racist let's put it that way white racist their main thing is we are lazy yes how are we lazy i think in every race you're gonna find um laziness you're gonna find slothfulness you're going to find all, you're going to find criminals, you're going to find good people, you're going to find intelligent people in every single race. But why that's attributed to us as an entire race. Let's say yeah. this, 
welfare is not dominated mm-hmm. by it's black not. people. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people who are on welfare are white Americans. And that's well, where, where does where does it come from that they just put welfare with black people? Right? I don't know. Uh, but I, think about it. Yeah. Think about the news. Mm-hmm. Think about who they select on the news mm-hmm. to interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and uh, let's just be the real girls and on candid. The but let's just be real and candid. Because that's the narrative that they want to push. And so when it goes out in masses, that's what you believe. Just like we would believe kind of the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. about are there really good white people? Mm -hmm. Because we have had our experiences. That also goes with along how people say all cops are bad. I do not believe all cops are bad. I don't believe bad. all cops are I have bad. No, police officer have. friends. We have police officers that are in our family. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. They're like, oh, well, that's how the media is portraying it. But right. I don't I don't think that's the case for, for that. And I, and I want to jump into what Janae just stated. Is if you listen to the media, they've gotten somewhat better. But anytime there was a crime committed, oh. and if it was an African American, a black person, they would describe black male six feet two, right? Right. If it's a white male, they don't say a male. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never six realized feet. that. Yeah, Watch. Watch. Just, all you have to do is listen. So if everything that's portrayed that's negative, they're gonna put a color to it. Right. Then that's how we're weaponized. I keep saying we're weaponized. That's what's going on. With us, and so even with, and how can anyone, particularly of the white race, think we're lazy when we were enslaved for two hundred years? Mm-hmm. So, let's say three, I, three I mean, four hundred years. You know, like I, Kanye but, said, but he, it was <laughs> just three generations from exactly humans owning humans. Exactly. Right. So how are you gonna say we lazy when we brought you all the money exactly. that came into your house? We and we America. took care of your children, and we built America, and we cooked your food, and we cleaned your houses, and you... We you were t- wet nurses to your baby. I mean, yeah. it was just... We were the help. Yeah, we were truly it the wasn't, help. It wasn't our desire to be the help. I That movie, every time I think about the movie, The Help, and the white reporter asked her, so when did you decide to become the help? And I'm like, who makes a decision? to become the help. It was a social norm. And right. I think that's what triggered and has to trigger in all of our minds is even right now, have we decided to still be the help and not be the entrepreneurs that we we have always been? We've, we've created so many things that we don't get credit for that most white children using today don't know that an African-American, a black person, is the one that created that ironing board that you're using? Oh, there's so, oh my gosh. I mean, there's so, do you many, know, there's so many things. That, so do you know the prototype for a cell phone was a black man? Well, do you, I also, mean, there's so many. There's the lady that, um, I don't know her name, but she made the home security system. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And then there was somebody that made. The Signalite? I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, oh. the list goes on and on. But the funny thing was, and they said, I don't want to say it too loud because my Alexa might come on, but. Um, it said that, or the light bulb, who invented the light bulb, and it says, who was it, Thomas Edison? Yes. That's what they claim, but really it was the black man right. who made, like, the efficient light bulbs, and he really came up with it, like the blueprint. Right. So they're like, how come they're leaving that part out? Because and they don't want, the, here's the thing, and it's not everybody. Like, and I, the thing, 
me and Kamisha both li- listened to Amanda Seals and love Amanda. Here's uh, the thing. We definitely need allies. So we don't believe, I do not believe all white people are racist. Okay. I just feel like we need those people and what we've seen over the last few weeks, we need them to stand up for us. Because when we do, unfortunately, and it's sad truth, people listen to them. They listen. And I, and I feel like I so appreciate, you know, all of the white friends that I have who have stood up or stood in the gap or spoke out against racism and it's really hard because I think they just don't know our plight every day. They don't get like it. they don't know the things that happen to us, small things, yeah, on a regular basis. That it hasn't been their experience. I was sorry if I could no, jump in. Fine. I was actually talking to Claire, um, who's my best friend. Y'all know she happens to be very white. <laughs> uh, but there was a TikTok video that uh, Twitch was doing with his wife. wife. Right. And they were like just giving scenarios and he had put no finger. Fin- yeah. Put yeah. a finger down. If you've been discriminated against and right. they listed all those things and he had all his fingers down and she didn't. Right. And Claire sent that to me and she was like, that's just crazy how different it was. And I was like, and if you listen to that video, you wouldn't think that most of those things have happened to me because you know me, but mm-hmm. they have. And she was just like, Oh, yeah, I but lie. but it's even when Charity was playing soccer. Charity was an amazing soccer player, and I kept watching coaches just bypass her and give those positions to because she would were you the were you the only black on the team most of the time? Oh, yeah, most of the time. Most of the time, and they would give those positions to less talented white girls, and she had to experience that, and we had to watch that. So it's it's a continuation when Kaepernick took the knee. And people were saying, we didn't understand what he was talking about. What do you mean you don't understand? And everybody wanted, to, white people wanted to make that about the flag because they were not ready to deal with right. their own heart. Right. Racism is a matter of the heart. It really is. And only God can change the heart and mind of men. And I think you go back to what you're saying, or you guys said, well, where did it come from? It came from the heart of their great, 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 great grandparents that taught them that there was something wrong with people with dark skin yep. and that these people are not human. I don't know what was taught. I don't know what book they, they read from. You have two type of uh, Christians right now. You have the white and you have the black. And Ooh. Jesus is not Jesus is, is not colorblind and God is not colorblind because he created us all equal. Right. That's how God, he, he's the one that created this rainbow. He's the one. Right. Well, I just wanted to, um, about five minutes ago, <laughs> so we're going to go a little backwards, but I wanted to talk about how we were talking about how the media portrays black people and how, I don't know if you guys saw the video, I don't know what city it was in, how the you could tell the lady was um, Caucasian and there was a white lady in the video. This is when the looting first started. And oh. she's coming out of a door with all this stuff. Bags. I mean, she had duffel bags of stuff. (laughs) And the lady is commentating. Again, they never show the lady's face. The reporter, you just see the lady that's stealing. She's white, okay? And the the, the reporter's saying, yeah, all the looting that's been going on. And, like, I'm thinking that this lady 
um, is an employee in this house. Yeah. <laughs> she's yes. an employee, and I think she's just coming to like gather the things. <laughs> no, Karen, she's stealing. She's looting. But then when you flip it to the black people, they are looting. They're they are thugs. rioting. They're thugs. <laughs> but you see clearly on camera that this lady is moving around looking for cameras. She's sticking stuff in duffel bags and backpacks. But she is portrayed as. An employee. She, well, she's giving the wow. benefit of, of the, the doubt. doubt to her. But yeah. we, we were are stealing. Not. But, but we're we not. Stealing. Like, come on. So that's one thing. And then to piggyback off of what Charity said about Twitch and his wife from the Ellen DeGeneres show, Love Ellen, um, they did the TikTok thing or whatever. And um, I think it says something about, do you, have you ever like just been in your car and when a cop comes and you just want to slow down and let him pass yeah. him? Even as a black woman, yeah. you know, Living downtown, I don't have any tickets. Right. <laughs> I don't. I have a clean record. Right. I've never been arrested. Knock on wood. Like I don't have anything on my record whatsoever. Knock on like, wood. Literally. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go around and get a ticket, but I have a very clean right. record, especially a very clean driving record, which is why my insurance is so great. But anywho, Girl. even all that to say, even me driving my car that's in my name that is very nice that I pay for, Girl, and I don't have that. I don't have any tickets. Why do I still, why does my heart still beat very fast when a cop drives past me was my point. Well, I am legal. So I am not riding dirty. And I'm still like, what if it's Me, I swear, I'll be like, I must have warrants because why am I nervous? It makes you, yeah, yeah it makes you I'll scared. Like, That's what I'm wrong? saying. Okay, I don't have a nervousness about passing a cop. I do. But I have a nervousness for my sons. Oh, I have yeah. a nervousness for, you know, all the men in my life for just being out. Like, Jaden's out with a friend who's um, doing favor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Jaden's just riding along today. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, me and Joe were, like, super nervous. Because it's like, we don't want them to get pulled over. We don't want them, you know. But it's, why can't they do that? Mm -hmm. why, 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 why as black moms do we have to go out and have such fear? Like, and I have mean. never prayed so hard. Like, I pray over the men in my family. And let's just talk about the mass killings. Oh, the mass the mass killings, the, mm -hmm. the last one that was in El Paso, you have a white male. Are you talking about the mass killings of like, black men? No, just the mass killings, you period. Can, I'm going to show the difference Okay. about you saying being nervous. So this gentleman goes into Walmart, he kills 22 people, oh, okay. and he, he is calmly handcuffed and treated like a civilian, like civilized, right, right. and put in the back of a car. Right. Let that have been a brother that had just not even shot one person. Right. But this one is George Floyd right. was accused of $20 passing a counterfeit. a counterfeit or a bad check or whatever. And then for eight minutes. Lost his life, yeah. And 30. Nine, eight minutes, 46 seconds. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You got your... Your knee in his yeah. neck, and somebody killed twenty-two yeah. people, and he's able to walk. He's breathing right now, breathing yeah. mm -hmm. and pleaded not guilty. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I think it is. So, like, even from the people that I know that are white, you know that I they see my sons and all of that. So they have that whole, oh, her sons are so nice, da 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 da. You know that type of vibe. I think it's. It's like saying, but this is my one black friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they would like, if something were to happen to somebody that they know, like where they're personally affected, I think there would be, you know, they're like, oh my God, he was such a good kid. You know, we're always described as articulate, which I hate. hate. Um, but um, 
I feel like we just need people to stand up for us in general, whether they know us or not, just for human decency purposes. Yes. And I think to bring this all around, the reason that so many people are outraged is because one, mom is right, COVID happened, we were stuck at home. And so your attention is only on the TV and what's currently going on. You can't go anywhere. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to sporting events. And everybody literally saw a man who had did something in the grand scheme of things, which would have probably been a misdemeanor. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Killed. Yeah, for nothing. And the cold and callous look of that officer looking at the bystanders like, I don't care. Y'all can film me. I'm going to get off anyway. That was his demeanor. And the other cops that watched him. And then he's calling out. First of all, let me tell you, I have never watched the video. Same here. I have no way to separate George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, all of them. Breonna Taylor. From my own children or Mm -hmm. my own family. So I'm just going off what other people have said for him to call out for his mother, for him to say, I can't breathe. And then to find out from the attorney representing the Floyd family that one of the newer officers knew him. No, Chauvin knew him, him. but one of the officers that were new that maybe were on his leg Mm -hmm. on the police communication is heard saying he does not have a pulse. Should we flip him over? And Chauvin says no and stays on his neck for three more minutes. Wow. So is that... That intense to me. To me, that's premeditated. The other cop, though, like, I I don't know. You don't know how you feel? He's still on the job job for only a week. I feel feel bad for him because he's like, I don't know what to do. What do I do? He's my superior. Do I knock him off or I lose my job? And and I and I'm not. You don't want to just grab the neck of everybody and say, "Oh, they should have what they should have, should have, could have, woulda." But a lot of them were new to the job. A lot of them are like, "In what you're saying, but you see, this man is dying. You right. should call somebody. You should do something." I wasn't in that moment, but I can talk about that one that had his knee on his neck. Yeah, that one. That one. I can have a conversation. I would have lost uh, my job. I'm sorry. Like, my, yes. my, 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 I, there's no way I can stand there because you're just as guilty. So I don't feel bad for him. You're just as guilty. You are still a human being. That could have been your uncle, your daddy, your brother, whatever, right. your best friend. And my thing is, I don't care that Chauvin is your superior. Deal with it later in internal affairs or whatever it is that they call it. But you tell him to get up off his neck and go find another job, move to another state, be a firefighter, whatever. I don't <laughs> they care. Said, they all need to spend life in jail. Talking Period. about fire, firefighters, they were saying, all you oh. have to do is do your job right. Y'all have never heard a song called F the Firefighters. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, for real. They do their job for right. Real. right. And I think the sad thing about us in corporate America, I know Kamisha doesn't work in corporate America, but the sad thing is so still, cute. we're still having to suppress how we really feel depending mm-hmm. on where we work. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, we just, we just can't, you know, it's, I feel like we go to work and just still have to have this veil on of, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to act like this currently isn't happening. Yeah. And it's really sad because it's like we can't, for you know, freely express that. I know a lot of companies have come out in support of, you know, all of what's going on, even the Black Lives Matter, because they are getting an understanding of truly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and supporting their employees. Do I feel like all of it is genuine? No. no. I feel like that black people are drivers of commerce. Yeah. And so, and the fact that worldwide, not nationwide, worldwide, there were protests. That is commerce for these companies. They cannot afford to lose to the be black dollar on the wrong side mm-hmm. of history mm-hmm. with this. So mm-hmm. it's like, what can we do? I do feel like a lot of it was genuine. I do feel like there are people who are our allies and are standing with us because, you know, even like I said earlier, somebody was a Trump supporter. Just because, let me put it out there, somebody voted for Trump does not mean they're racist. Oh, yeah, my best friend voted for Trump. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't mean they're racist, but I feel like all racists voted for Trump. 100%. <laughs> so 100%. But just because you're a Trump supporter does not mean you, because there are yeah. blacks for Trump. Yeah, that we know. So yeah. just because well, you voted for Trump does not mean you're racist. But and, and, a lot and of even with the political race, political is it goes on to it goes from um, it's just Democrats and Republicans. Independents, yeah. And, and you have some independents. So people don't even sometimes see the face of the person who's on the Republican or right. the, the Democratic side. Right. They're just going to do whatever. So right. I don't even say vote for him. I say vote for the party. Vote for the party. But whatever. some people voted for but him. Some, some people do just like him and they voted right. for him and that's fine. But as it relates to when you were talking about your sons, don't y'all remember? I don't know if y'all remember when I sent Marcus like an hour out of the way to get to College Station mm-hmm. when he was in college. Mm-hmm. Tell the story. And, okay, so what I did, my youngest son was going to school in College Station. And we lived in, in Holland Village. So I would send him straight up 45, and then he would take highway, I think it was 6, through mm-hmm. Conroe mm-hmm. to get to College Station. When he could have went 35, mm-hmm. swing through Waco, and take all the back roads to Robinson and the small right. cities. But the reason I did that, I was like, because I said, Marcus, you're a black man. Right. And in those little small towns, and I don't know what their population is. Right. I, I'm just afraid for you as a black man going through those small cities. And so he did it, and then he found out that it was a shorter cut. And he's like, Mom, I can't believe you had me going this far. But I think now he really understands why we did that for so long. But he did start taking the But mind you, cut. this was 10, when it, 10 when it, years ago. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was, but that's been, yeah. but that's been your, that's always been a mother's, um, Fear, fear yeah. is that her husband, her son, would not come back because someone has mistakenly, as they would say, identified them to be somebody else. But I didn't know Scary. all these crazy laws were in place that you couldn't sue police officers, and you right. know that it appears that they know the right things to say when they have pulled their weapon. Oh, I thought uh-huh. they were going for a gun. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's just like the 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 guys who shot. The office, they know the laws, so they know what to say after they shoot the black man. They know what but to quote, in the, yeah, but they right. still know what to quote. Well, we thought he was stealing, he, yeah, something. we thought he was stealing. We were doing a citizen's arrest, they studied the law. So, we as black people need to understand the laws that's on the book, yes. Yeah, so, uh, kind of going back to what Janae was talking about, uh, you kind of brought up the the protests and whatnot, right. do you feel like the protests are necessary? Yes. I, I I feel like they are necessary. I didn't I didn't walk in a protest, but I stood in solidarity with my people. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I I feel like just that push, that push was necessary. 
because we need, I think we need to show that we are just tired. You know, as black people, I always say like there's black ingenuity. You know, we take lemon, we, what was it? we take lemon and make lemonade mm-hmm. or something like that. We can make the best out of a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. I can take but, grapes and make cognac. There you go. Oh, but, <laughs> but at this point, how many people have yeah. to die? We are tired. tired. Look, so, I am tired. And Come so, through love and basketball. So Black I, history. I feel like that the protests were necessary. And I do appreciate all other races, not just white people, races, not racist, races joined mm-hmm. us in saying, Enough is enough. And shielding well, and us. And standing up. And shielding us in front of yes. the cops. There was a young black, young white girl that actually brought me to tears. That she, every time the, the young black guy moved, she moved in front of him. Because she, guess what she knew? She used her white privilege. And she needed help. They right. knew that she wouldn't, they weren't going to shoot her. So, was, you know. Misha, do you think that, I don't want to phrase this question. Did, okay, I don't know if anybody's asked y'all personally, but. Everybody keeps asking me, like, why why is this happening? Because, like, George Floyd was killed. Like, he's he's made out to be this uh, martyr right. and all that. But, Misha, do you think that this, the protest came just because of George Floyd? Like, we're... I think he, honestly, it's crazy to say this, but I think that, like Mom was saying, God was, like, all of it was already clearly planned but I think that after Ahmaud Aubrey, it was all back to back. Breonna Taylor, you know, there were so many that's already died in and then 2020. Amy Cooper, Amy and her Cooper, and like yeah. it was just so much going on that the pandemic. People are stressed. They're tripping. Right. They're they're stir crazy. There's nothing to watch. They have to literally like just be at home watching CNN and their local news all day. I think when George Floyd died, it was like enough is enough. At that mm-hmm. point, it was like literally. It's like the movie with J Lo. Enough. Like there, people are just tired. Yeah. Literally, and the pandemic really, like Mom was saying, you're at home and that's all you're seeing all day, and that's your um, your gatekeepers are your eyes and your ears, and yeah. that's all that we're being fed on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Instagram, on social media, in the news, you know, whatever, whatever. So I think George Floyd, God, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately I think he used that and was like, "This is it. It's it's it's." This it is was it. literally the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. It, yes. Great example. Yes. Yeah, and and for. everyone was saying, I heard a lot of people saying, where's our leader? Where's our leader? The world was our leader. Right. What do you mean? We're the leader. Everybody was talking about the voice because we really haven't had a voice since Dr. King. As a as a well, race. I just want to tell y'all that Malcolm X was my voice. Oh, so. well, back in the, okay. She said, "By means necessary." So, so all I'm saying is, is, and we still stretch back. And Dr. King wouldn't want us still having the same tactics that they use in the '60s for today. So I'm so happy that you, the millennials, rose up. You know, the little bitty babies are rising Gen up. Z. Gen, the, Gen, Gen, Z. Z. Gen Z's are rising <laughs> the up. The Gen Z white and, kids are rising up so, against their racist parents. Yes, and so I'm excited because it became one voice. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't just one man. 
It was solidarity, mm-hmm. one voice. One voice, it was one sound, glo- one it was band. One band, one sound. Well, you know, I was trying to go with It that. was globally <laughs> to the point that the NFL came back yep. and changed um, some things a little well, bit. Well, I mean. Oh, no, no. I still don't believe it. I mean, it, even if you don't believe it, they made a statement. They had to say that something. That they were going to yeah. say something. Remember, before then, before then, even before the Drew Brees thing, you know, oh. he wasn't going to change his mind. But then after everybody came yep. together, yep. he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Because all of these voices are coming that are together. coming together one and they're voice. saying it's yep. right here, one voice. Sir, what, not just Drew Brees or the NFL, uh, the NFL or the NBA, everybody's saying, what more do y'all need from these people? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? What what more do they have to show you? What What more proof that they have been telling you for years, over 200 years, that they pulled our black men out of our household? Mm -hmm. They talk about about poverty now and teen pregnancy and black girls and single-parent homes. Well, y'all started that. By pulling the black men out of the van. So systemic racism. Systemic racism. And they and the and the way I mentor high school girls and the way that poverty is decided in this nation is when a teenage girl becomes pregnant. And if you don't educate, you, when they're talking about dismanding uh, the police force, they're not talking about just taking away all their defunding. funds. They're, they're defunding. They're saying let's put it over here in education. That's where it should be. Pull, put it into these nonprofits, not just the big ones, but smaller nonprofits. The grassroots. Who are, who are gra- yep. In the grassroots, there's helping those girls. My girls, I have 17 girls in college right now. 17 girls mm-hmm. that has escaped all of, of poverty and drugs and any type of incarceration and now going on to higher education. So fund these. You defund this over here that is brutally murder- murdering our sons. And, and our husband, yeah. and you fund something that is educated on you. So I feel like all of that, yes, it makes sense. Um, I feel like the inner city is, it's once you get in, it's hard to get out. And people right. have asked me, well, what about black-on-black crime? Like, why is nobody talking about that? It's not the to, focus. They're trying to deflect. Uh, so I said, but you can't expect people to change, and that's all they know. Mm-hmm. If... If they see somebody, you know, robbing or stealing, right. they're like, oh, well, that's probably what I'm supposed to do. So you have to have resources in place but for them. But they don't put resources in the communities. There's no grocery stores. There's no right. There's no movies. There's right. n- they, they And then the kind of change, mm-hmm. food, you have liquor stores mm-hmm. and you have Fried chicken. The, 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 the chicken spots or mm-hmm. the, the taco joint or whatever. They don't set those communities up. For, for real wealth. Yeah. You know, just think about, let me tell you, the dark train. I'll never forget when the dark train came through Oak Cliff. Okay. Do y'all know that white people in their neighborhoods would not have allowed a train to literally go through it? Mm-hmm. And so it's stuff like that. that. That's what they present, you know, public transportation, this or that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Was about to say the poor will almost always the poor be, with be with us, but black people are not the only ones that are poor. I wanted, yeah. Why are we always portrayed That's what you as said poor? Before, yeah. We're, we didn't grow up poor. Yeah, like, people who really should be mad are the indigenous people of this country mm-hmm. who are left, and they are in poverty, and they this was their land. Yeah, it wasn't discovered. Right. It was they already had occupied it, but that's yeah. a whole another story. 
for a whole nother day. Yeah. And we, we have a little bit of indigenous in us, you know. We do. That's what they what claim. You, you know about? every black I'm person Cherokee. says Mom, that, that they have Indian in them? Every black person. <laughs> every black person. <laughs> every black person. <laughs> but hey, fun fact, one of our cousins got the 23andMe. It had not an ounce. <laughs> not a drop. But Big Indian. Mama, however, was supposed to be. Big, no, my, my mm. great-grandmother was full Cherokee. Okay. okay. So you say. But so you say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I feel like we touched on a lot, but it all went, came together. But, <laughs> but I do so, want to talk about really quickly. Can we talk about the protests in Dallas since that did affect us? Cause yeah, we, that's what I was going to okay. get back to the protests. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. What about the. <laughs> oh, okay. So did you have a specific question or can I just go into it? Yeah, like, just oh, go okay. into your blood. So the protest in Dallas. I, you know, I can just speak for myself because my sister and I both live down here downtown. I was scared to go only because I have, like, really high anxiety. So, you know, like, there's a post on Instagram that says some people are praying. Some people right. are posting. Some people are making the postal boards for the protesters. I wanted to go, but after seeing the very first night, Deep Ellum downtown uptown got destroyed, I was like, okay, that's not for me. You right. know what I mean? So even though it was peaceful, we know that, and we do know that the cops came, and there was, like, crazy people that came and just, you know, did whatever – but I feel like all of that was needed, to be completely honest. There were stories that affected personal friends of mine, um, very popular chains here in Dallas. But honestly, I feel like all of it was needed. But all of it was needed. How did it make you feel, personally? Personally, at first. When I first saw it, I was scared. I was like, okay, is this going to hit my street? Are they just going to start like throwing rocks to apartments? I didn't know. Just mm-hmm. living down right. here. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my big, our big sister, Janae, is in Mansfield. So right. she, you know, but... For me and Charity, I was just like, because y'all know I get super nervous. So I was just like, is my car going to be okay? (laughs) Um, But then on the flip side of it, I was like, okay, how long is this going to go on? Because we've had the whole Dallas Strong a couple years ago. Charity, you didn't live here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Xavier Johnson or whatever came and, you know, shot like five cops. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is this going to go on for days? Are there going to be snipers on the? I just didn't know what was. So mine was first fear. And then I was like, I'm black and I'm proud. Do that. Okay. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Mom, how did you feel about the protest in Dallas? I felt that it was necessary. Um, Moses had to lead the children of Israel out of bondage. Okay. And uh, he, um, they were like, why didn't you just leave us back there? Just, just why didn't you bring us way out here? And then we're just going to die. And then God opened up that Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And he drowned all of the enemy. And I just feel like sometimes a people has to come together. And it have to make a loud statement, mm-hmm. and they have to begin to move forward, and then we have to watch how God handles it, or how God allows it to be handled. Yep, because God allowed. And I don't think if all the voices, if they would have just protested one day, mm-hmm. or two days, mm-hmm. would it have gotten global attention? But they kept on, and every city started picking it up. We're on day and 13. I will say this. I have friends that are in corporate America, and corporate America, they're saying they're, some of them are receiving like surveys, and some of them are having roundtables. I think corporate, I think me, not all person as we stated, is a racist. That's white. Mm-hmm. I think this is the opportunity for the white people who were not, but they were in the upper epsilon, or they didn't want their neighbors to know that they were not racist. This is their opportunity to so speak we with you. 
Oh yeah, we with you because now it seems like it's politically correct yes. to do, yes. but it's always been in their heart. But they feared being shunned yes. by their friends and not being able to go to the parties or yes. not getting the promotions. But now since companies are saying no more, you know, and churches are rising up and pastors are leading, or leaders are coming together for roundtables and we're we're saying. Uh, Let's have people at our tables. I've always said it. The biggest segregation of the day is around a dinner table. Who are you inviting to sit at you with the table? If everybody at your table looks like you, you have a problem. Whether you're black, white, whatever, Latino, it doesn't matter. Your friends should be diversified. The people in your space should be diversified. You shouldn't just have one. Oh, I know one black person. That means I'm not a racist. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know one white person. That means I'm not a racist. Mm -hmm. Some black people have serious problems with all white people. So we have to address all of this because none of this is God. Right. This is so God in in the whole scheme of thing. I think the to answer the question, short answer, Mm -hmm. yes, it's it was necessary. I guess that goes back to your your mentor. You, what is it, Malcolm X? By awful means, any means necessary. You can tell who didn't support Brother Malcolm. (laughs) Yeah, she was clearly an MLK. Although she should have been a part of yes, no, she should have been a part of the Black Black Panther Panther part because she's psycho. So, Janae, uh, what do you want to see in result of the protests? I really want to see change. You know, I really, like, really coming, everybody really coming across the aisle. Because black people, you know, they don't trust white people either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like that I want to see change in a lot of areas. Just in common decency. Yeah. How hard is it to say hello? How hard is it to say, you know, let me help my friend out. Let me help this person out. So when you do see somebody, you know, like the Karens, Mm -hmm. as they say, of the world, stand up on behalf of these people. So that's what I want. More of a true coming together, like for real. I want to see a little bit of everything happened because I feel like, like I said, everybody's talking about the police and police brutality, but it's more than that. Right. I think that I want to see now I'm at age that my friends are having kids. So I want to see them raise their children to be able to talk to different, you know, races Races. and they should be able to be okay being around Latinos and blacks and, you know, Indians and all that good stuff. Um, I also want to see more funding in inner city. I want to yes. see the same opportunities that uh, the 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 wealthy get, I right. guess, to the poor. Um, what else do I want to see? I want to see more people giving back in general. I think people go on fads and right. going to help out and do community service, but I think that should be a part of everybody's life. I think people just need to be better humans. They better do. Humans. They yeah. need to be better humans. Just be better. I think that's what it is. Um, I, I wanted to say, y'all know I love the gospel singer Jonathan McReynolds, but he has a um, one of his latest singles is called People. And the single came out at the top of 2020, but he always says that, you know, God gave him the song in 2019, like early 2019. And he said, if you really take the time to listen to the single, it's called People. And he's literally talking about human decency. And I mean, it's, it's a Christian song, but it's about treating people with love. And that's everybody, red, black, white, yellow, whatever, brown, treating people with human decency. So 
I think everybody needs to listen to that song and take away what you need to take from it because at the end, he's talking about things that people do to hurt you, but also turning that background, looking in the mirror and say, I've been that person too. Speaking right. of the mirror, Michael Jackson said, man I'm in the mirror. looking for the man in the mirror. We didn't need your vocals oh, for it. I was just telling them to like <laughs> find it and they can listen to it. Oh, you pointed at me, so I thought you wanted me to like, you know. Yeah, no, that's not where I was going with that. Oh, but okay. Uh, I, do we have any last thoughts? I want to see policies and rules change. Laws must change. The laws is on the books. They have to change, particularly around policing, uh, how we police, uh, and the brutality, and then in the prosecution of those pieces. They have to change. I think we've come a long ways. The Civil Rights Act um, was more so for education. And for opportunities, um, we have to include justice. That's that's the piece that has been justice for all, and that we all be treated equally in that judiciary system. So that's something that I want to see change. And of course, uh, as you stated, we got to fund in our lower income communities. Mm -hmm. We cannot bypass it anymore. Just to keep saying we're sending money over to keep them on welfare. That is to keep them in poverty. So right. let's let's have all of these great programs that we have out there that's going to help bring these students up. For Jordan to have an iPad from seventh grade and the students that I have in that the district were in Title I schools, that they were, they it took them forever to get them up and moving online because they don't have internet service or they don't have laptops or they don't have computers or they don't have iPads. Mm -hmm. How can she be that far advanced? Mm -hmm. Because she's in a predominantly white community right. versus these children over here. So even if they graduate from high school, she's still, educationally, she's still four or five years ahead I, right. versus these students. So we got to fund education more. Actually, Mansfield is more diverse than what people give it. Mm -hmm. I think it's just different socioeconomic status. And so the thing about that is, you know, Charity brought up on another um, show that she does with her best friend. She was talking to someone who had chimed in. We were talking about redlining districts and all mm -hmm. of that, how black people aren't given opportunities to build or get loans in their own community, and but they'll give them to others. So it's the thing, um, other ethnicity groups. So it's just like if we can start building up things in our own neighborhoods, you know, I think the world would be a better place. Agreed. All agreed. So, I mean, this wouldn't be a normal I'm in control podcast episode without saying what people need to stay in control of. So I'm going to end it by saying that stay in control by first a mental health check because everything that's going on, we're still in a pandemic. Right. There's riots going on. Um what else is happening? We're in a revolution no. and the Great Depression at <laughs> the same time. Unemployment. Oh, unemployment is very high. Yeah. Unemployment is um, extremely high. And knowing science, we're probably in a retrograde. Also, <laughs> okay, right. I need everybody to plans. stay in control and check their privilege. And that goes all the way around to all races. Period. And also, um, control your prejudice. Like, before, you, if you have a thought that shouldn't be a thought, mm -hmm. ask yourself why you think that. Mm -hmm. Right. But hey, y'all, that's this uh, this week's episode of I'm In Control Podcast. I am the Charity E. I'm June Speak. I'm Janae. I'm Misha. And y'all need to mind the business that pays you. We
Yeah, bye.